You don't make money, then keep it two cents. Hating on me, cause the bitch gotta get it. They mad, cause the bank account caps seven digits. I'm a boss, you a secretary. Money coming first, never secondary. Like Montana, I ain't never worried. My diamonds cold like February. E everyday basic, can't understand it. That's why they talk shit, cause they can't stand it. Pussy on a pedestal, you can never buy it. Get a little ratchet, but don't even try it. Got my own money, but I love to get it for me. So I put it in the savings, and I get the interest on it. If I want it, I can get it. You don't need a co-sign. I got 700 credit, independent, don't forget it. My girls bang full like Oprah. Paparazzi wanna get a close up, so they always there when I show up. Got a car in the crib and a bag full of chips, so your man always begging for a call and a kiss. Pretty girls working, I know he wish to move with a job to the boss of the shit. <laughs> wanna employ me? How to put him in his place like an employee? Make a little space for your girl to breathe, inhale, exhale, and I'm back to work. My name is a compliment. Bitches mad 'cause queen so confident. Presidential, y'all just copy it. Go sit your ass down where the lobby is. Let's go, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome. Welcome to a new episode of Tuesday Night Football Conversation with the boys. We have a new addition to the mix. Instead of your primary two individuals that you're normally used to seeing talk, myself and Peter Lucas, we have an addition to the mix. We are adding Brandon. Uh, for Forever Faithful Podcast. He's going to be part of our show every Tuesday. So make sure to lock in every Tuesday at 6.30 Pacific Standard Time to watch us three talk about the 49er football. But we're going to be doing this not just on the Niner Sickness Podcast, but we're going to do this on all channels. So make sure to follow Peter on his channel. Make sure to follow Brandon on his channel. All the descriptions and channels are in the description below. Welcome, everyone. Uh, let me introduce Peter Lucas, who needs no introductions to the uh, chat. How you doing, Peter? What's going on, Beto? Thank you for for the uh, for the intro, the kind introduction. Hey, we are riding high off this last victory. We're getting ready for this Thanksgiving for for big men like me. Like we trying to we trying to get it in with at this uh, this food table. And and then you know after get comatose after another 49er victory against the Seahawks. That that's what I'm talking about, baby. Let's go. And then we got the new addition. Right now he's on his way home, so we might get a little bit of breakup in his internet. But once he gets home, he'll be okay. We got Brandon in the house. Brandon, you there? Brandon, can you hear us? Brandon's going to get fired before he even gets hired. <laughs> Brandon. All right. So we'll get back walking, to him. He's walking. He's, trying to get he's walking. We'll get back to him in a minute. He's trying to get home. He went to McDonald's and bought like 50 uh, 
uh, kids meals, happy meals, and happy meals, uh, <laughs> so he can get happy for the show. Welcome, everyone. We're gonna get started. We're gonna do our thing right after this. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back. Oops, that always messes me up. Welcome back. I'm going to be doing a new intro, hopefully next Tuesday, if not the following Tuesday for sure, with all of our channels. Things are going to be a little bit different. But myself, Peter, and now Brandon add into the addition. We're always going to be talking to you about the 49er football. We're going to bring you updates. We're going to give you our point of views on how we see the game. It's always nice to see it from different perspective. I may see one thing. Uh, Peter might see something different. And uh, you get Brandon to see something uh, different as well. And so you're going to get the perspective from all three of us, and this should be entertaining for you. And then we're going to do towards the end of the towards the end of the show, we're going to do a Q and A. You guys ask questions for either myself, Peter, or Brandon, and we will answer your questions to the best of our ability. Brandon, now that you're actually officially back, I was introducing you, but you were frozen. How you doing, Brandon? Welcome to the uh, podcast with us. Now going forward. What's going on, guys? Uh, sorry about that. I just got back home and uh, connected to the Wi-Fi, so that's why I got disconnected. So, but yeah, I'm I'm good. I'm here, ready for tomorrow. Not tomorrow. Thursday night football against the Seahawks. So that'll be fun to watch, especially on Thanksgiving. Yes, it's going to be fun to watch, man. So let's talk a little bit about the game that just passed, and then we'll then we'll break in uh, the game that we'll be playing on Thursday on thanksgiving uh and for those that are watching and tuning in happy thanksgiving to each and every one of you hope you guys have a wonderful thanksgiving with your loved ones and family so let's talk and i'm going to open it up with peter uh let's go ahead and uh break down a little bit of the bucks game what uh did you like and dislike about that game from your uh point of view so i mean it's impossible not to like what purdy did Right. I mean, a perfect QB Come rating. Come on now. Uh, I mean, defense, defense, I mean, held them to 14 points. Uh, they're now, what, number one in the league in, uh, or number two in the league in, in uh, points. Like, uh, so, I mean, Wilkes is obviously figuring some things out. He's getting, uh, he's improving on some things that maybe was, he was trying to get used to these players. And uh, the, and we had another four set game. Like, I mean, it all good signs going it going into this uh, short week. I mean, we did have some, we did have some uh, unfortunate incidents. I mean, losing a funga for the year, uh, but Jair kind of stepped in. Uh, Tig Brown or uh, yeah, Jair Brown uh, stepped in and uh, like uh, and performed admirably. Made some really key uh, plays down the stretch, and so I mean, hopefully he can step in and, and right where Hafunga left off, and and we can just keep it rolling. 
You're on mute, bro. Yeah, I keep doing that because I don't want my birds to be in the background. Thank you for bringing that up. So, guys, so, Brandon, tell me your, your – uh, I know we talked a little bit right after the game, but for the sake of this show, what uh, did you see um, – what did you like and what did you dislike uh, about the game against the, the Bucks? And I want to get your thoughts on Brock Purdy, too, for all the haters that are still out there hating. Because if I'm not mistaken, you were a big Trey Lance uh, supporter – but now Brock Purdy has won you over, correct? Yeah, well, like I told you on Sunday after the game when we went live, um, never disliked Purdy at all. My only question was was how he was going to be uh, come start of the season with his elbow. Um, I also wanted to see Trey Lance, but, you know, things happen, and Purdy um, came out, and he was looking good, so... The fact that he is looking phenomenal so far and um, looking like MVP candidate for this season, um, I mean, shit, we're tied with Eagles and Chiefs for Super Bowl odds, so uh, that should tell you something there as well. Uh, this game, uh, there wasn't anything not to like besides Hafunga getting hurt. Um, everybody looked great in all three phases. And it was a fun time to watch. Um, just like we talked about again on Sunday, Beto, um, this offense is really fun to watch now. Um, so that's another thing. So, yeah. I'm going to mute again. Awesome, guys. Uh, <laughs> l listen, uh, let me go ahead and just start welcoming everybody in the chat real fast. Give them the proper air horn or royalty entrance. Uh, I like to acknowledge because I'm a firm believer, and I believe you guys would agree with me, that we love to do what we do, come on here, do our podcast. But without the viewers, it'll just me, me Peter, and Brandon just hanging out. So you guys are the true MVP of the show each and every time. So let me go ahead and acknowledge VZ, I don't know if I pronounced that correctly, uh, 408, welcome, my brother. Welcome, welcome. We got Jimmy P.S. in the house. What's up, Jimmy? We got uh, my boy, The Shaw Show. Ancho, how you doing, brother? We got uh, Daniel Burry Sports Highlights in La Casa. What's up, brother? We got uh, Daniel Cantu in the house. What's up? What's up? We got Ismael Ortiz in La Casa. What's up, brother? Welcome to the show. Welcome, welcome to the show. We got my boy, my brother from my different mother, Rick Diaz. What's up, brother? We got royalty in the house. Uh, East Coast Red and Gold Podcast, Jess. For those that don't understand what What's I do, up, the, whole, the, the air horn is always for the gentlemen, and the royalty entrance is always for the ladies that are in the, the chat so that you guys are aware why I do what I do. Always give the ladies a special uh, treatment because uh, we all need them. Uh, yeah, for sure. Rick, yeah, Rick Diaz says, what's going on, Peter? Let's go, Niners. Are you guys ready for Thursday night game? I'm ready to run. I'm ready to run towards Absolutely. the turkey. Uh, yeah, exactly. 
Ismael, okay, Ismael, I got Ismael. Let me go ahead. Dina Harvey in the house, royalty, my girl Dina. Dina. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Let me, before I start answering questions or comments, let me go ahead and make sure I acknowledge everyone. We got John in the house viewing. How you doing, John? We got, uh, let's see here, Eddie Woods in the house. What's up, Eddie Woods? Good to see you. What do we got here? All right, so that's it for now. All right, guys, so uh, I will be looking at the comments, bringing up come now. I'm going to be clear real quick. I may not always bring everybody's comment uh, on here. Uh, I'll bring the ones that I feel that are interesting to bring up. Uh, so don't feel left out or he don't love me and so forth. Uh, it's, I, I try to get engaged, especially when we have two other gentlemen on the podcast. It's, it's harder to look at the comments as I would normally do when I'm doing solo show. Um, this show, Tuesday nights, every Tuesday at, at 6.30, it was always me and Peter. We're not bringing Brandon into the mix. It'll be always... Uh, you know, as long as we are available, things happen, people get sick, people are busy. So it's always nice to have three because if one can't make it, at least there's two that can do the show and so forth. Uh, but every Tuesday, we're going to try to bring you a show at 6.30 Pacific Standard Time for your entertainment and information. So we beat the we beat the Bucks 27 to 14. It should have been 27 to 7, but... Unfortunately, for those that are already heard, and if you haven't heard, uh, Tano Hufanga suffered an ACL injury, non-contact, and now is ruled out for the rest of the season. So prayers and, and, and healing prayers. send his way to his family. Let's show our love for our, our safety back there. Um, and as Peter mentioned earlier, Jair Brown from Penn State was brought in. Uh, he was drafted. He was the first dra draft pick of the 49ers last year in the third round. Uh, we didn't have a first or a second, so we took Jair with our first pick. He was been developing under Gibson and Hufanga. And for what I've been hearing and reading, he's been looking good in practices and so mm -hmm. forth. But because you had Talaloa and you had uh, Gibson, there was really no need to kind of bring in Jair Brown. Now, sometimes yeah. because of injuries, and it's mis it's unfortunate for Hufanga, but this is a door that is now open for mm -hmm. Jair Brown. And this is a league that when the door opens, you got to take advantage of those opportunities. And when he first came in and, re and relief of Hufanga, they went at him. And they went, and he kind of didn't bend his, he didn't backpedal. He kind of got like, like the only way I can think about it is like getting stuck in, in quicksand. He didn't move, and a 41-yard pass was thrown over his head, and he just got blown on that. But did he crawl and go into a little hiding shell and look like, oh, I can't do this? Or did he step up? In my opinion, the kid stepped up. He had some great blocks and then to end the, the game he um had an interception he yep. showed a little bit of life peter and then i'll ask brandon what did you like about jair brown and do you think this kid because he looks like he got better the more he was playing in that game 
Do you think this kid with now the opportunity to play for the rest of the year will benefit him and get him and help us this year, but get him really good for next year when it will probably be him and Hufanga as the starters? What are your thoughts on J.R. Brown, uh, uh, Peter? And then Brandon, you'll be next. I mean, I uh, initially I was kind of scared because I mean he got burnt, and honestly the the pass breakup he got burnt on that one too. If uh, if if uh, Baker Mayfield hadn't gotten hit when he was thrown, it uh, it might have been a different result. But like uh, the but still the fact that he was even in the play uh, to make that pass breakup and then to get a pick, even though I mean it wasn't at him, it was off a deflection. It's uh, like uh, it, it looked, it looked good. And then I'm hearing from other people that, you know, the, the tape guys of the 49ers, uh, like, uh, they're all saying that he was in, he was in pretty good position throughout the, uh, like his snaps after he came in. So I'm, I'm pleasantly not surprised, like, uh, but I, I like the fact that, uh, that he's coming in ready and it's only the time the the extra snaps are only, he's going to get better as the, uh, as he gets more snaps, most players, do and yeah i mean i think that it's it i would love to have our all pro guy and a funga out there but i mean it's nice to know that uh jire brown is willing to step up if needed i would love to have what about you brandon i agree with everything what Pete said um um i mean you know he first got in there and you know he got beat um yeah i think he had that penalty as well um come back out that last series and uh jair brown um seals the deal and uh wins us the game with the interception in the end zone so i mean like me and bethel were saying on sunday after the game the more the guy was playing he looked better and he looked more comfortable so i'm excited to see what he brings to the table tomorrow tomorrow see it keeps thinking tomorrow's thursday thursday you're, you're hungry that's why up. <laughs> I'm on vacation. That's why. So everything's ah. <laughs> You got to love vacations, bro. I've been on vacation since uh, uh, 2016. Yep. It was the last day I worked, bro. So I love it. No, I hear, I, I hear you guys. Listen, I know we're talking about the, the Buccaneers and we're going to move on to the Seahawks. I'm going to just do this. We're going to make this show a little bit exciting. We're going to go on a rant, all three of us. And mm-hmm. uh, because I, I really feel that Brock Purdy doesn't get the love that he deserves. I'm tired of hearing, and I want you guys to bring it. When I give it to you guys, when I give you the microphone, I want you to bring it. I want you to, to speak how you feel because I feel that there's a lot of uh, Trey Lance guys out there uh, that wanted Trey Lance looking for. I wanted Trey Lance. I was looking forward for Trey Lance to come in and do his thing. I was excited. I was happy that he got drafted by us. He just didn't work out for whatever the reasons are. He didn't work out. And Mr. Relevant pick six, 262 was taken. And he just showed us in that Miami game that this guy was the real deal. Um, I understand to be uh, kind of critical in the beginning. Like, is this guy the real deal? What about against Tampa the following when he has to start? Our defense is going to look at tape. Is you know, are he's going to make the proper adjust? The kid did nothing but win, 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 get better and better and better. The only game he lost last year was the NFC Championship game because he was not able to finish the game due to injury. Then he, because of that injury, the whole offseason, 
All we heard is, is he going to be the same Brock Purdy? Is he going to be worse? Can he come back? Is his, is his career over? All this negativity. And uh, there's a lot, not everyone, but there's a lot of Trey Lance uh, fan base that want to see Brock Purdy fail. It's like to them, it's more important to be right than for our team to be successful. Like they want to be right. They want to see Brock Purdy fall on his face, eat egg, so they can say, I told you so that he wasn't good. Rather than saying, hey, I'm a Niner fan. I was rooting for Trey, but Brock came in. He's making our team good. I'm going to support him because overall, I carry the Niner logo, not the name on the back of the jersey. So, uh, Peter, I'm going to start with you. So prepare yourself, Brandon, after that. What is it about people? They can't just accept that Brock Purdy is not a mediocre quarterback. He's not a, just a system quarterback, but he's a quarterback they can adjust and can um, go off plays and make plays during those times. So I want to get your thoughts, and I, I want you to lay the wood, bro. So, I mean, there's a few things here. Because number one is you've got the people that watch ESPN and then Fox News. So you got those people that listen to the Stephen A. Smiths, that listen to the Shannon Sharps, that listen to the Nick Wrights. <clears throat> and, and honestly, they're swayed by what those guys tell them. Like, uh, because they're supposed to be experts. Uh, and, and I would say a majority of people want to listen. They just want to listen. They don't want to come up with their own thoughts uh, just from just watching the games. And it's unfortunate, but I've, I like to just watch the games and come up with my own opinions. But when you watch, when you listen to ESPNs and the, uh, and the Fox News, what you're going to get is a bunch of rhetoric, a bunch of nonsense. They're probably not even watching the games. They're just giving a bunch of notes to talk about before the before they go on air. So I don't entirely fault them, but at the same time, watch the game. Like, I mean, if you're watching the game, then there's no way that you could come away from watching one of Purdy's games and think that he's been any less than spectacular. And even in the losses, like uh, he played, he played well in the majority of those games. Did he have a couple of mistakes? Yes. Does every single quarterback in the league have mis make mistakes, including the Mahomes, including the Herberts, including the Josh Allen's? Absolutely, they all do. But I think people hold Purdy to a different set. They they want to confirm their own biases because of the fact that he was he was picked in the seventh round. So everybody wants to confirm the fact that that oh, there's a reason why he was picked in the seventh round. Once the 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 draft is just a way for you to get in the league. Uh, I mean the 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 goat in uh, in Tom Brady was drafted when sixth round. Yeah, like uh, it's a lot of great quarterbacks were drafted in later rounds. Was Montana a first rounder? No, he wasn't. Nope. Like uh, I mean, it, it the list goes on and on. Like there's a lot of great quarterbacks that were not drafted in the first round. And I think that that is just a common misconception about, about the position is that you have to have all of the physical attributes to be a great quarterback. When the reality is, is it's, it's really about what's up here, making the reads, making the reads, 
and uh, inside your offense and and perf- and executing. And that's what Purdy does is he executes. Now, yeah, a lot of people, another thing is a lot of people like to give him stuff about having Debo, about having Kittle, about having CMC and all the weapons that the 49ers have. And he's actually, they take away his credit because he has weapons. Okay, well, did Montana have weapons? Absolutely. He had, yes. Did, did Steve Young have weapons? Absolutely. Yes. Did Garcia have weapons? Absolutely. Yep. I mean, you what people were talking about Cap today. Did Cap have weapons? Absolutely. Like, uh, so there is no quarterback that does historic things without having historic weapons. It, it's not, a, and you want to go back and look it up, look it up. Like, uh, but that's kind of where I'm at with the, the whole Purdy hate is it's just that, a bunch of hate. And like uh, people just want to confirm their own biases and they don't, th- they didn't think that he could be anything. They want to blame it on, uh, oh, well, he'd be nothing if he went to Jacksonville. Well, he wouldn't be nothing if he went to Jacksonville because their coaching sucks. Yep. Like, it just depends on where you're at. Like, uh, do you have a good coach? Do you have a good system? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter where you're at if you don't have things to make you succeed. So it uh, it, it really doesn't. And, and I, that, I think that's really what it comes down to. But, um, yeah, that's kind of where I'm at with it. I, I agree. And before I pass it to Brandon, I just want to just make a point that uh, Brandon is a little younger than, than myself and, and Pete. I'm the oldest of the group. I've been watching 49er football since 78. I watched 49er football before Joe Montana, before uh, Bill Walsh. Uh, I saw when Joe Montana was drafted in the third round from Notre Dame when he sat behind Steve DeBerg, who was the quarterback of For the years. Niners. For years, exactly. Now, people know, listen, when the Niners, when people compare things that a Brock is doing to Montana, a lot of these young kids, and, and I don't mean to be offensive when I say kids, but when a lot of the young people that haven't watched or never seen Montana play on live TV uh, tend to get upset. Why are you comparing Brock Purdy to the legend? Why are you comparing Brock Purdy to the Hall of Fame quarterback, the best quarterback ever? Listen, I want to just burst your bubble for a minute. Joe Montana, before he became a uh, four Super Bowl champion, Hall of Famer, he was a kid that was drafted in the third round. There was a reason why he was drafted in the third and not in the first round. He was taken in the third. A lot of teams passed him up, as they did for Tom Brady. Joe Montana had to be developed into who he was, and everybody now knows because of the history that Joe Montana was who he was. But a guy like myself, a Pete, that watched uh, Montana come in, he wasn't the Montana that he was when he retired. He struggled. He turned the ball over. He made mistakes. People were questioning uh, Montana. Jerry Rice, when he came in as a receiver, all the first, all he can do is fumble the damn ball. He couldn't catch a cold in the, in the freezer. And people thought he was going to be a bust, and he's arguably the best receiver of all time. My point before not I arguably. give this to argue, but uh, yeah, not arguably. You're absolutely right. He is the best receiver of all time. Before I pass it to Brian, I just want you guys to understand Brock Purdy is in the process of going through his career. But what he's shown so far in his early career gives us a glimpse of hope that this kid 
is a special QB. The perfect QR of uh, 58.3, the last two quarterbacks to ever do that in 49er history was Joe Montana and Steve Young. That means Garcia didn't do it. That means Kaepernick didn't do it. Alex Smith, all the, all the quarterbacks that went through did not do it. This kid is doing it. We don't know what the future holds. Just like at the time, I did not know Joe Montana was going to be a four Super Bowl Hall of Fame quarterback. We got to give this kid a, a chance to develop and showcase. But I love what I'm seeing today. With that said, Brandon, I want to hear your rant on Brock Purdy. Why are people so much hating on this kid? It's because of the place that he was drafted in. If this guy was a top draft pick, they'd be saying the complete opposite. It's ridiculous. It's annoying. That's and a honestly, good point. Who gives a flying fuck about what these fuckers say? Sorry for the curse words, but it just pisses me off. I watched first take um, yesterday, and guess what? Of course, Shannon Sharp. He says he has all these weapons. That's why he's doing so good. Blah 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 blah. I'm like, dude. So did Patrick Mahomes. So does Josh Allen. So does Jalen Hurts. So does Tom Brady when he was playing. So did Peyton Manning. Like you can name all these quarterbacks that had a bunch of freaking great players around him. Like that doesn't matter. Let me put it this way, dude. <sighs> With the numbers that Purdy is putting up right now this season in, in this season's football, um, compare Jalen Hurts and Brock Purdy. I actually sent you a, a graphic on Twitter if uh, you would like to bring it up or not. Um, Purdy has better numbers than Jalen Hurts. And tell me why he's still not getting talked about on how great he's been playing why is he not in the MVP uh, talk like Jalen Hurts is? Um, it's because of these draft picks. This whole so-called where you're drafted at, right? doesn't matter like what Pete said. It doesn't matter where you're drafted at. It's just getting into the freaking professional football league. Mm -hmm. If you perform out there the way Purdy has been doing these past 11 weeks, then you know what? doesn't matter where you're drafted at. If you're proving that you're doing awesome, then you should be getting the praise that you deserve. And honestly, I think Prairie should be uh, in the MVP talk right now. Absolutely. Absolutely. And real quick, just to know your notation about the graphics on Twitter, um, what I'm going to do is I'm going to create uh, a whole um, situation where Whenever you bring stuff like that, articles or either one of you, I'm going to be set up for the next show where I can be, uh, where we can switch to that scene and we can emphasize okay. either videos, we can emphasize articles. I'm going to be more prepared going forward to make this uh, show more smoothly and infor informative to our viewers. I just want to comment real quick on Mr. Brown, Ronnie Brown. He says, I've watched football for over 40 years. As I've seen without the superstars on the field, Purdy is mediocre. Let's be honest. And I'm a Niner fan. You oh guys must look at the first fact. Now, let me, I, I'll let you guys respond. And, and here, we welcome everybody's opinion. We do. We may not agree with everybody's opinion. We can strongly disagree, but we do welcome everybody's opinion and comments. So thank you, uh, Mr. Brown, for putting your comment up there. I'm just going to say this. 
the worst game in those three losses without Trent Williams and Debo Samuel was the Browns game. That was Brock Purdy's worst game of those three losses. And yet this kid was still, still yes, he was able to bring back the Niners to a field goal for a chance to win. It wasn't Brock Purdy's fault that uh, Jake Moody missed the 41. And a 41 is should be automatic for these kickers. All right. It's not like it was a 65 kick. And he brought him yeah, close He missed enough. one earlier in the game, too. Yeah, he missed yeah, one he earlier. So Brock Purdy did his job. The Vikings, the defense had a, a part in it, missed tackles. That's not Brock Purdy. Uh, the, the Cincinnati game, missed tackles. Now the turnovers, yes, he made some uh, mistakes. But the kid is a, a gunslinger. He's not afraid to put the ball in harm's way. Like that first touchdown uh, against the Buc- was it the Bucks, where he threw it. Uh, uh, to- no, no, it wasn't the Bucks. I think it was uh, oh, uh, the Jags. Where the first touchdown to a you where we're like, whoa, he threw across his body. That's definitely a no-no. And I understand mm-hmm. that. Even uh, Kyle Shanahan said, never do that again. But he mm-hmm. but I'd rather have a quarterback that does that, improvises, takes a risk, and makes a touchdown than someone that plays too safe like Jimmy and shuts it down or throws the ball away. He gave us mm-hmm. this guy gives us chances to win. Now, every quarterback is going to have his slumps without their key players. Uh, Steve Young had Jerry Rice and Terrell Owens. Uh, 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 Joe Montana had Steve Young, Brett Jones, uh, uh, John Taylor. He had great play. A lot of quarterbacks have great players. Okay. The one thing that people cannot say is that Brock Purdy, one thing you can't teach, I should say, is the ability to stay calm in the pocket, the ability to process what's going on in the field. I've seen quarterbacks with great arm, guys. I've seen quarterbacks 6'4", 6'5", look like you. Look at uh, Russell, DeMar- Russell, the one that went to the Raiders, pick, first pick overall, had all the, but he didn't have it up here. He didn't have the ability to process. That ability to process is where Purdy thrives in. If Purdy was... A, a foot taller or two, he would have went in the first round. This kid is special. Hi, nurse. Nah, nurse. <laughs> he beat, he beat uh, a couple of first rounders, didn't he? Wasn't uh, the guy from the Jags, Lawrence, a first rounder? Wasn't yes, uh, Baker Mayfield a first rounder? First overall? Both of the, first who over, won those I games? I think they both were first overall. Exactly, went to the Browns and went to the Jags, and then the only and, and I believe the only one he lost that was a first pick was Joe Burrow. That's the only one he beat some other ones. So I'm gonna give it to uh, uh, Brandon, and I'll, I'll, I'll give it to Peter. Um, I want your thoughts. I know you were fired up right now when I was talking to your at to to uh, reply to Brown that that you need key players. Do you think he's mediocre when Trent Williams and Debo's not there? Uh, no, he played phenomenal in those games that they were missing. Uh, it's just we our defense didn't look too good as well. And people are going to blame pretty for for that. But, you know, it's the defense was struggling those those games. But pretty was putting up numbers still. And. I mean, shoot, I think the Vikings game was what? I think he had like 300 or something yards, right? Yeah, like something like that. 
Yeah, see, so like you're putting up numbers, but we couldn't win the game, but he still played good in that game, even though we lost. Like it wasn't all on pretty. It was, it was defense. It was all three sides. To be be honest with you. So I mean, yes, he made stupid mistakes with the interceptions or whatever. But you know, all quarterbacks do. But people are gonna bash on Purdy because he was the last overall pick, and people are getting mad because his last overall pick is doing better than what anybody expected to. Yep, and before I pass it to Peter, I'm going to give it right to you, brother. Uh, this comment from Brown, I just want to read it. Uh, it says, let's go back to the Philly in the playoff game. Putting pressure on Purdy, and he will fold. It's way too uh, it's way too young to crown him the best to do it. Win uh-huh. is a win. Now, for, I don't know about my guys, and I don't think they are. Nobody's crowning him anything. We're just acknowledging his abilities. Now, you said putting pressure on Purdy, he will fold. How did, if anybody watched the Monday Night Football, how did Pratton Mahomes, who arguably everybody wants to say he's the best quarterback in the NFL today, and arguably he is, how did he look mm-hmm. against that Philadelphia defense when they were all over his face? He folded a few times. Every quarterback in the Super Bowl. Come in on, the Super Bowl, he only he didn't even. How many how many yards did he have in the Super Bowl? Yeah, he had like a, what a couple over two hundred. Yeah, like I mean, it was. Yeah. Anyway, like I mean, that go that, go for it, bro. Do your rant. Yeah. The, here here's the thing, and like I said, right, uh, like I mean, I, I get it. Nobody's giving Purdy any excuses for the times where he makes mistakes. He made mistakes. My point is that every single quarterback in this league makes mistakes. Patrick Mahomes makes mistakes. Josh Allen makes mistakes. Uh, Herbert makes mistakes. And correct me if I'm wrong, how many quarterbacks have Super Bowls in the league right now? That are in the league right currently. There's two. Yep. There's two. And the, the, this is the this is the thing. So if you're going to sit there and say, oh, well, he hasn't won. Okay, so basically you're saying only only uh, Mahomes and Matt Stafford, who has proven that, that I mean, he had a, he had a good team, but he 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 ain't the great. He ain't, he's definitely not the GOAT and uh, because he makes mistakes all the time. He made mistakes throughout their Super Bowl run. And they still got a Super Bowl. <laughs> like, they still got a Super Bowl. So it proves to you right there that he doesn't have to be perfect. Purdy doesn't have to be perfect. He's got a team behind him that can get him there. He's not supposed to be the end-all, be-all. No quarterback is. It's supposed yep. to be about being a team. And this is the thing. We keep talking right about, back. oh, he's mediocre. Like, uh, he's, like, uh, without his weapons, he's mediocre. Most quarterbacks are <laughs> like uh, I don't understand. I don't understand the the need to to point out every mistake every quarterback makes. People are gonna the quarterbacks are gonna make mistakes. They're gonna throw picks. There's no quarterback that has gone through a season without throwing a pick. None ever. Exactly. And if you go deeper back into those all time greats, they more often than not they were throwing picks. Like, uh, so 
you need you like uh we need to adjust our expectations not just not just rodney we're not picking on you rodney like uh i'm talking about i would say as about a lot of nfl fans need to adjust their expectation on what these quarterbacks are actually responsible for like uh, because it's not always it's not just up to them there some of these picks bounce off a guy's hands some of these uh some of these mistakes Guys were running the wrong route. Like, I mean, it's not always the quarterback. And sometimes it is. But you know what? No person in this world, no quarterback is perfect. So, that, like, there's my rant. <laughs> exactly. You, you want to add to that, uh, Brandon? No, I'm just laughing at what uh, Mr. Brown said in the comment section. Um, he said, listening to you all speak, you all are crowning him based on QBR sat which we didn't bring up QBR stat at all when we were talking about him. And then he also said, let's, let's win a Super Bowl first. I'm not bashing Curry. I'm only stating facts. Okay. So he needs to be the third. He needs to be the third uh, quarter, the third quarterback in the league to be okay, to be considered good. Okay. You, you know, okay. it's funny. It's funny. I know we're talking about Brock Purdy. We're talking about quarterbacks, but it's funny that people, a lot of people uh, always, has to associate success with Super Bowl trophies. That is the ultimate uh, goal, is to win a ring. Absolutely. Nobody's arguing, at least not myself. Nobody's arguing that point. A lot of people say, well, Kyle Shanahan is not a good head coach until he wins the Super Bowl. That's uh, asinine. The guy is a great head coach, a great play caller. Andy Reid, before he won his two Super Bowls, was an amazing, always been a heck of a head coach. And he went without a Super Bowl for 20 years. Um, Mark Levy, great head coach for the for the uh, Buffalo Bills, never won a Super Bowl, but he's in the Hall of Fame. Why? Because the guy can coach. So Brock Purdy hasn't won a Super Bowl yet. The Niners haven't won one. And I understand a lot of Niner fans are hungry. They want the sixth Lombardi trophy. We got to be patient. It's a process. It's, there's 32 teams. How many Super Bowls have been won? People think that winning a Super Bowl is like getting up in the morning, stretching, and getting yeah. out of bed. It's not that easy. Listen, to someone that is not, I've been paralyzed. I've been disabled for 10 years. I know how it is to be able to jump out of bed, and I know how it is when you can't walk. People get out of bed like that, no problem. They don't think twice about it. When I was in my wheelchair, guess what? I couldn't jump out of bed. I had to take steps to get from point A to point B that I normally wouldn't have done if without my disability at the time. My point of saying all that is this. Brock Purdy is heading in the right direction. He gives us great opportunity to win. Have we won one yet? No. We're going to be tested against Philadelphia in week 13. Right after this game, we, you know, we played. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Jump in there. Sorry. Enjoy the no, process. No, no, no. Don't, don't apologize. Go for it. All I was going to say is after watching... Oh, it was, it was Brandon. Uh, sorry. Yeah. After watching the Eagles yesterday against the Chiefs, um, I'm starting not to be too worried as I was in the beginning of the season uh, when we played the Eagles. Yeah. The, I mean, the Eagles, they, they are a good team. They are nine and one for a reason. You don't. I don't care if you who you play in front yeah. of you. It's not easy to be nine and one. So I I will mm -hmm. give the Eagles credit because they deserve it. Yeah. Sometimes but you win, and I'm not going against what you're saying. But I know I I'm heading to your point. I know exactly what you mean, Brandon. Um, they're nine and one. 
but they're not unbeatable. They're not this super uh, Avengers uh, Philadelphia team that can, can nobody can touch them. They have one loss. Okay, my point being is, is if anybody can beat the Eagles in Philadelphia are the 49ers with the roster that we have as long as we're healthy and we execute the way we need to execute on all sides of the ball, special teams, yep. offense, and defense. We yep. got to put pressure, we got to stop the run, and we got to run the ball. But if there's a team, listen, um, John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan took over the team in 2016. We all know yep. how this team was prior to them. It was garbage. It was it was hard to watch. The Chip Kellys, the Jim Tonsulas, the Mike Nolans, the Mike Singletaries. It was hard to watch football. Awful. Awful. Until Harbaugh, awful. until Harbaugh came in, and we we got a little taste, and then when we lost Harbaugh, we're like, oh, shit, here we go again. And I mean, it, it almost yeah, got it got pretty much worse. It was yes. it always became worse after Harbaugh. So exactly. Just enjoy yeah. it. Enjoy. What's wrong with enjoying? What is wrong with just enjoying success? Like I mean, exactly. if a guy if a guy is putting up number Preacher, one quarterback bro. in the league numbers, it doesn't matter what the weapons that are around him. Like you're supposed to celebrate it. I mean, now granted, you can say, well. Let's wait and see what till what we see in the in the playoffs. But at the same time, I mean, what are we gonna say? We're just not gonna enjoy the wins. Come like, on, enjoy the wins. Come on, Pete. Enjoy. The, why are we looking a gift horse in the mouth? Like uh, the the like we're talking about uh, Phil. What Philly did to Brock, it was an unfortunate incident. Who cares? It's a new season. It's a new yep. season. We have another chance to uh, to do better this time. And yep. and now. I mean, Brock is looking really good, and I, for one, am going to enjoy it. I don't care what the reason is that he's playing so well. I don't care if it's because of the weapons. I don't care if it's because Shanny. I don't care if it's because of all three. Like, uh, it's the fact of the matter is, is the stats are there. They're getting victories. Just enjoy it. And it's fun to watch them, too. Yeah. Exactly. It's for, it's for, it, listen, I, w- I want to win Super Bowl, guys. I do. I want to win the sixth Lombardi trophy, but I want to be relevant. I don't want to be like the Rams where they put all the chips in the middle of the table. Lucky for them. And things have to go right. Some people don't. And I'm going to mention names, but some people don't believe in luck when it comes to football. There's a lot <laughs> of luck that is involved in football. The I Rams are a perfect example. If, if Tart didn't drop that ball that was just given to him from the sky, it, it, this yeah. could have been a different conversation for the Rams. There is a lot of luck involved. If that if that offensive line for the Cincinnati Bengals were not messed up, they would have killed the Rams in that Super Bowl. So luck takes into play. But they went, now, there's, now they're suffering. Now they're hurting. Who knows when the Rams are going to get back? My point is this. We did the same thing. We bought our Super Bowl in 94. We brought in mm-hmm. a bunch of guys on defense, and we haven't won a Super Bowl since. These guys, Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch, they know how to develop. They know how to draft. Maybe we don't draft very good in the first round. And they brought in a bunch of guys this year. And they brought <laughs> yes, they But this is the point that I want to make, guys. Listen. Since, when, when Harbaugh took over, he took over a great team that was mismanaged and got to the NFC Championship and the Super Bowl. When... Mm-hmm. Kyle Shanahan came in with John. They had this. This team was shit. They got rid of everybody but four players. They, they shit. completely. 
got rid of the roster. They built the roster from the floor up. And in three years, three years, we were in a Super Bowl that, yep. we, that we could have won that we lost in the fourth quarter. People With forget that. With a mediocre quarterback. With a mediocre quarterback. People yeah. forget about that. And three years of Kyle and John, which is Kyle's the first-time head coach, John's the first-time general manager, came in, and three years we were in the Super Bowl seller. Cowboys have not even made it to the freaking championship game. Forget the Super Bowl. Teams have not. Detroit is trying to get there. We are so spoiled uh, because everybody's of the trying Super to Bowls. get there. Yeah, but I think Everybody. the Niners fans are so spoiled with the five Super Bowls. Like, we're this, right? And it's it not, is hard to get to a Super Niner Bowl. Fan. It's not all Niner fans. It's just a select few that, True. Okay, I, that I, have. I, think I stand corrected. Yeah. yeah, you know, it's, it's, just, it's just a few people that get, they yeah. get, they go overboard. And it's, yeah. it's quite frequently the people that have been around for all of the Super Bowl wins and see that this, they have this uh, sense of, uh, expectation that you know this expectation of excellence because we're the 49ers it's not that simple it's not that simple there's 32 teams in this league and all of them won a super bowl they're all trying to build their teams to win one exactly it's like it's like those same fans that that said jimmy garoppolo wins wins those games right you know what i'm saying there's the same ones that are are bashing pretty right now yeah, yeah, you get, listen, football is hard to win. It's hard to win games in the NFL, okay? It's hard, to, you know, when we when we went on a three-game losing streak, people are ready to give up. Niners, oh, my God, brought pretty this. Uh, the Niners Dude, defense this. Fire, on, fire Steve Wilkes. Fire Steve Wilkes, this has been running this defense very well, okay? The whole fact about moving from the booth to the field, See, to me, that was not the adjustment that got us back winning. Okay, anybody that wants to argue with me, let me know, and we'll get into it. Moving Steve Wilkes from the booth to the field was not the adjustment that made us win two games. Moving Isaiah Oliver from the corner spot and moving Lenore in there with a faster ability to cover was the difference of us able to cover more. On the backfield, it was now. Did it hurt having uh, Steve Wilkes in the field? Probably not. He's able to communicate with his guys right in real time, right and there and then. Yeah, so that's they're not ne- nothing negative, but that's not the reason why we started to play better on defense because it had nothing to do with Wilkes moving to the field and, and now they're now they're tackling better. What does missed tackles have to do with being them in the booth? Yeah, I think, and no, also I, I think having yeah. Chase Young on the team uh, helps out a lot too. I think that that gave him a boost of confidence as well, just like how uh, adding McCaffrey last year on the offense gave them that boost as well. Once McCaffrey was in, right? And, yep. Yeah, and then there's the aspect of that they there was a lot of gang tackling. The minute they got back off of the uh, the bye, you saw a lot of gang tackling. The, before that, guys were getting left on islands, and if they missed the tackle. Like uh, there was nobody around to make one to to clean it up, and in that game specifically, this this last game we kind of slipped back into into the leaving guys on islands a little bit, but but it wasn't to the point to where it had been in previous in previous games. Like, uh, but but yeah, I think that he made more of a there was more of a schematic difference as far as like having guy having guys gang tackle 
and just kind of flowing, everybody flowing to the ball. So, I mean, I think that that was a, a huge difference in the game plan as well. Exactly. I just want to uh, real quick welcome Joe Stevens. He is a good friend of, our, of mine. He's a, a Seattle Seahawks fan. Uh, good luck on Thursday on Thanksgiving, my friend. Let's welcome David Henry. Emerson, how you doing? Uh, David, good to Mr. see you, Dave. That's Mr. Super Dave, the OG from Real Talk Niner Talk. So shout out yes. to him. Yes, great guy. Man. Shout out to him. Oh, great. Okay. Uh, we got the lovely royalty. We got Laura Cat. How you doing, Laura? Nice to see you in the chat. Thank you for stopping by and hanging out. Truly appreciate it. So listen, guys, we're we're not. Let's move on now to the to the Seattle Seahawks. Um, what are three keys, uh, Pete, that the Niners have to do, in your opinion, to get a victory on Thanksgiving and sit there and take a bite of turkey on at their fifty yard line? Uh, what is your thoughts on that? And then I'll ask Brandon the same question. Uh, so three things, like I would say, the first thing is to stop the run. Okay. Uh, I think that Kenneth Walker got knocked out of last game, so I don't know if he's playing in this game. And, Thank you. Uh, so that's going to be a key, uh, a key aspect of this game because Gino, their whole offense is predicated around the run and building off of and building play action off of that. Uh, their whole passing game is predicated on on uh, playing off the run. So it's it, G, Gino having taken a step back this year because they haven't been able to run the ball as well as they had. Like uh, is is a huge aspect and. Uh, and they haven't found a way to uh, to use DK. That's a that's a set. I think DK is a is a big uh, a big thing. But and how Shavarius Ward guards him. Shavarius Ward always plays DK well, uh, and that's really Shavarius Ward uh, Mooney Ward's thing is playing those bigger receivers. He always excels against the bigger receivers. So I think that that's going to be a huge key to this game. And then the last one is is that is they really they're playing on a short week in seattle and what's the weather gonna look like i'm i'm kind of i'm kind of iffy because this is the time of year especially in seattle where like uh, i'm wondering what the weather's gonna be gonna be like in that game uh because the last time we saw purdy in uh in bad elements it didn't look so hot so that's my that's my last key is is this time of year every game i'm going to be looking at the weather report uh real quick uh since I have Joe Steven and he's like I said, he's a huge he has his podcast for the Seahawks. If you ever want to know about the enemy, uh guys, make sure to follow Joe Steven's uh podcast. Uh if you want to know about the Seahawks. Um I said it's sunny and forty. Yeah, David said uh Walker will not play. Uh I know he got hurt uh the previous game against the Rams. Now I wanna ask uh Steve, who follows the team, Steve, is there any uh now, I don't want to say truth to that, but is there is is that what Dave said? Is that accurate about your running back? Is he uh, not going to play on Thursday, or is he a uh, day to day basis? Please let us know in the comment just to confirm. We should have brought, brought uh, him on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, David Henry says uh, Juno Smith arm is not a hundred percent. I think he has an issue with his elbow. Uh, that might be yeah. an issue. Uh, I think Gino is questionable. Yeah, and then Steve. Oh yeah, Joe they Steve, did say something about it. he may not even play. Yeah, yeah. And Joe Steve says you all have to run the ball, stop the run, and 
apply pressure on Geno. And that's something that I think that if the Niners are on their A game, can do. They can definitely stop the run. Now, the Niners stop run, run stopping ability this year hasn't been great. They're still work in progress, uh, you know, but uh, uh, they're getting better. The addition of, of, like Brandon said, the addition of Chase Young uh, helps out tremendously because he now allows uh, Bosa to get freed up a little bit. He allows Eric Armstead, as you notice, Eric Armstead plays got him better since the addition of Chase Young. On fire. On fire. That reminds me of the 2019 when Buckner was in that spot and it was D Ford and Eric was able to step up. We got the crazy speed at the edge rushers. The quarterback runs in the pocket, and guess what? You're going to say hello to my tall friend, um, Eric Armstead, or Hargrave in the middle, okay? And yeah. if they run to the outside, they're going to run into the boys on the outside. Um, so this defense, exactly, this defense, if they continue to collectively play better and put that pressure with the front four, um, we should be able to take control of this team, we just got to be careful of those big. Now, the big question mark for Thursday is going to be two things for me: How is Jair Brown going to do? And mm-hmm. is uh, and I know he hasn't played, been playing great, but I heard that uh, Spencer Buford is hurt and may not play a guard. Okay, so we're, we're already Aaron out. Is probably playing though. Yeah, so yeah, hopefully we can move Feliciano over. To maybe we can move uh, Feliciano over to right guard, and uh, if uh, Banks comes in, but whenever you have to make adjustments in the offensive line, is not great. Now, with that said, yeah, the offensive line has not been great. Not bad. No. Uh, it hasn't been great, but yet Brock Purdy, under all that pressure, is leading in a lot of categories in first place. And then if with this offensive line, imagine if we can give him proper protection, what this kid can do. Yeah. Uh, they also signed uh, Ben Barch from the Jaguars. Yeah, players. I was just going to yeah. say that. Bar- Bar- they Bar- pushed him out. Yeah, they had a, because they took him off the practice squad of them. They had to sign him to the fit, the 53-man roster. And I think the reason why they were able to do that too because they put uh, Hufang on the IR. On so the that IR, was a spot. Yeah. That, that that was available, so it was perfect. Chris Hansen is in the house. Chris, how you doing, sir? Good to see you, uh, my friend. And I just want to real quick say to Ronnie Brown, listen, I appreciate your comments. I appreciate your input. You're making the, the chat live, man. You're always welcome to come in. I know you said something earlier yeah. about bringing you on our show. Not today because of our the way we're set up or... But if you ever want to come on our show as a guest, I'll talk to my to my guys. We we can make it work uh, as long as we can keep it a civil and cordial on a future live, uh, definitely. But we appreciate you being here. Um, he says it's going to be uh, sunny and forty. Oh, I like that. That's always yeah. a, a good a good thing. We got Dawn in the house. Rose, my little young sister. A mother of two beautiful girls, Ariel and Jayla. She's an amazing mother. She has two amazing daughters. A husband that it's okay. Only way, because he's a Raider fan. Uh, but I'm pretty sure he's a great father. I got to, you know, got to give them a, a little hack with that. Now, uh, Don is someone that I met 
on on here. She's been a supportive of my channel on me, on social media. She's a sweet person, man. Thank you for your faithfulness to my channel from day one. Appreciate you. Um, we got, uh, let's see, the Niners need to ensure that they don't beat themselves in this game, which means not making mistakes. Good point to bring penalty up. This execution. Is, this is penalty where I execution, wanna, yes. no penalties. This is where I want to bring up next. The penalties has been kicking our ass. Too many mm -hmm. penalties. Every game that we play, we out penalize the other team, whether we're home or away. Uh, Brandon and then Pete. What can the Niners do? And try to break it down other than just stop, don't penalize. But what can they do to try to fix this issue? Honestly, number one, don't get ahead of themselves. And two, okay. play, play clean football. That's my main two things right there. Play clean, play, literally play clean football without getting any penalty, penalties, right? No, no, uh, like Traverius Ward, for example. None of that that holding or PI stuff like because uh, Mooney Ward's been struggling, man. He's he's getting a lot of penalties called on him, so that needs to change for sure. Clean up that act. Um, what else? I mean, it's just the little things that they need to clean up, and they'll be all right. And was uh, playing a division rival on Thursday. Um, we have Seattle's number right now, so I think we'll be okay. I think we'll. I don't think we'll get that many penalties like we have been for the past couple weeks. Um, as long as they play clean football, man, we could just get a nice dub, enjoy some turkey breasts on the uh, Seattle logo, and call it a great Thanksgiving. I'm, tell I'm <laughs> telling you, I'm telling you, man. It's uh, But the good thing that Brock Purdy has when they're already – so he's familiar with that crowd. He's familiar with that yeah. environment. So that's a plus. Anything you want to add to that, uh, to the comment that Brandon just said, uh, and, and um, Mr. Pete? Yeah, I mean, it just really comes down to execution and uh, and really coaching with uh, with Kyle. And uh, I, I I agree to a point with Brandon about the uh, about the issues in the secondary, but at the same time, there was a couple of those calls that are just brutal. And uh, yeah, there was nothing that that Mooney Ward could do, and like they were going to call it, period. Like uh, yeah. you see it every week, and uh, they just the league doesn't like defense, <laughs> and uh, and teams know this, so they're just going to throw the ball up and see if they can get a penalty. It's that's what's going to happen, and the 49ers have to be ready for that. Like now, with that with that being said, on the offensive side, they've just got to execute. Like uh, Kyle loves to do all these bells and whistles and uh, motions and all these different things. Okay, well, it has to be executed to perfection. Otherwise, you're going to get penalized. <laughs> so, so may, like, I mean, I don't expect him to simplify anything, but at the same time, they need, they've got to execute cleanly. And the, the play's got to be run right. People get the offensive line can't be getting ahead and getting illegal procedures and all the other stuff. Like, uh, they, they just can't. They can't start in a hole because what that does is that kills the running game. The Like, there was a – during the losing streak, they were averaging, like, less than 20 carries a game because they were just put in holes uh, because of penalties, holding penalties, illegal procedure penalties. Like, it was just, it was just execution stuff. So, it's all about execution to me. Agreed. What about you, Beto? 
Absolutely, guys. Look at me. I'm so excited. <laughs> I got my little voice back. Um, I'm fired up, guys. I am so fired up uh, to have David Villa in the chat. What's up, David Villa? We're going to kick the heck out of the Seahawks. All right. Enough of that little voice things. Uh, welcome, yeah. David Villa, to the chat. Uh, welcome, welcome. Appreciate you guys in the chat. Yeah, so this game is going to be fun. It's, it's going to be three games on, on Thursday. Uh, 9.30 is the first game. I think Detroit uh, taking on the um, the Bears, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, and then it's the uh, Packers and Vikings or Cowboys and um, Commanders. is, And then it's going to be the Niners at Seattle. Uh, it's going to be fun to watch this game on Thanksgiving and having Thanksgiving with the family, enjoying uh, the families um, together and, and, and enjoying football. I, I can't wait for this game. Uh, Pete, is this a must-win game, in your opinion? Uh, we want to win it, of course, but do you think it's a must-win game? Because they are one game behind us. and They're no, they're no longer tied because of the loss to the Rams, mm-hmm. uh, do the Niners need to take advantage of this and keep one step of, uh, above the Seahawks? I think it's absolutely a must-win just because they have to keep pace, just not just with the the Seahawks, but they have to keep pace with the Eagles. They can't let they they can't get any more behind. Like they still have a chance to uh, to when they play the Eagles to to catch up record-wise. So I mean the the Eagles probably are going to lose at least one more game, uh, and then the 49ers play them uh, as well. They've got they've got they've got a couple of must wins in my opinion in order to to set themselves up for the playoffs. And uh, it's yeah I mean it's going to be but this key specifically division wise is is key. Like they cannot get one game ahead and then lose that that advantage. Like uh, so so yeah I. I definitely think that this is a must win and i'm gonna ask brandon the same question i also want to agree it is a must win not only because like you said you want to we want to keep up with the eagles but in my opinion i'm definitely keeping an eye on the lions uh, okay we uh, everybody wants a buy i understand but i want to play two home games instead of one if we if we went up in the third spot we're going to have, you know, as a division champion, we win our division, we'll get a home game. But if you're in spot number two at the worst case scenario, you're going to have two home games instead of one before you have to go over to Philly and play Philly. And if Philly loses by any by any means, you know, it happens, then we can host the championship in, in, in Levi. So to me, it's catching up. Uh, and taking advantage of the of the Lions more than the Eagles, and if the Eagles stumble more and we get that, great. But my eyes are more on the Lions than the Eagles right now. Brandon, what's your thoughts? Is this a must win game for you? Yes, it is for one. And why? It's, it's because it's a divisional matchup for one okay. and two. Uh, we gotta like you like you guys said, we gotta stay up with uh, Philly and and Detroit. We got if we can't get that one seed, we at least gotta get that two seed. Um, so we continue to keep grinding and winning games. We'll, we'll, we'll be all right. We'll be all right for sure. Mind <laughs> you, we play Seattle. We play Seattle Thursday, Philly, and then Seattle again. So it's a, it's a, yeah. a tough three games. 
So. Yeah, and and then then we get we move on a little bit, and then we have to face the Ravens on Christmas Day. So it's going to be mm-hmm. interesting to say the least. Real quick, Don says, like I was saying before, the husband has not been watching the Raiders at all. I don't blame him. Uh, this year, he's been watching Niners. He's a smart man. Who wants to win? Who wants to watch trash play? Um, uh, but uh, I'm just messing on with the Raiders. Hey, he could be worse. He could have been a Cowboys fan. Uh, definitely. Uh, Chris says there's gonna be stupid flags on the Niners bucket. Yeah, I hear you. I don't want it, but I hear you, man. It it uh, it's it sucks. And hey, on a note, the Rams has swept Seattle. Isn't it funny in the West, guys, that um, Seattle always has the Niners number, but the Niners have the Rams number, and the Rams have Seattle's number. How it works, and then the only one that are stupid that has nobody's number is the Arizona Cardinals. They're on the, they're like the the retarded kid in the corner that nobody pays attention to. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean? And I don't mean to offend anyone. If, if yeah, I shouldn't have said that. I take that back. But uh, you guys know what I meant. Uh, Brandon, bail me out here because I just put myself in doo doo. Um, uh, what's your thoughts on uh, anything? Who's that? Kid? What's the name of your cat? I'm drowning over here. Freaking, I don't know if my friends can. <laughs> Stupid me, man. <laughs> well, I apologize my, if I offended guys. anybody. Uh, here's my question to you guys. Who's your guys' X-Factor going to Thursday's game on offense and defense? Ask the question mm. again. I'm sorry. Who's your X-Factor going into Thursday night offense and defense? Mm, okay. Mm. X-Factor? But, I would... I would say, I'd say George Kittle. George Kittle on offense, and then, uh, and then on defense, I'm gonna go. On defense, I'm gonna go. Uh, I mean, it's got to be. Uh, I it's got to be Dre Greenlaw. Okay. Just with the run game. I like right. it. I like. It. I like it. And for me. I'm really looking forward to seeing Debo Samuel having a big game against Seattle. He usually does. I want Debo Samuel to to step up. He did great against the Bucks, but I want Debo uh, Samuel to step up, and I think he will. So that's my X factor: Debo Samuel offensively, and on defense, it's going to be uh, Chase Young. I think Chase Young will get two sacks in this game. He will bring the pressure. So defensively, it's going to be Chase Young. Offensively, it's going to be uh, Debo Samuel. What about you, Brandon? Uh, for me, it's going to be, I'm going to say, Brandon Ayuk has another big game on Thursday. And defense, I'm going to say Nick Bosa has two sacks and a, and a, a, strip, a strip sack fumble. Oh, look at you! Mm-hmm. I, I I like it. I like it. So okay, as we end the, as we finish the the live, because we're past an hour a little bit. Um, game predictions, uh, Peter. What's your game prediction, and uh, how many points did the Niners win by? I think the 49ers win this game. I'm gonna say twenty-one uh, ten. 21-10. Wow. Oh, I love it. I love it. What about you, Brandon? What's your uh, score prediction? I'll say 
31-17. So we get back into the 30s against this game. Um, okay, for me, I'm looking at... Um, Let's see here. Their their corners are pretty good. I'm going to say uh, it's going to be uh, 24 to 17. It's going to be near closer than when people want it to be, but we get the victory, 24-17 Niners. People in the chat, please feel free to give your predictions as well, uh, and I'll look at them later on, and we'll do a uh, game later. Maybe next Tuesday, we'll talk about our predictions on the show as well. Um, I'm going to, um, just to let you guys know before we go, we're going to make this show really, really funner than it has been. We're going to do giveaways. We're going to... Um, do predictions. We're going to do little categories. And I'm going to get my boy Peter and, and Brandon involved. Uh, we're going to go head to head. We're going to try to make it as entertaining as possible, as much as informational as well about the team. So make sure you're not only subscribed to my channel, but make sure to go over to Pete uh, channel, Niner Fanatic Podcast, and subscribe to his channel. On YouTube, make sure to go over to Brandon's channel, Forever Faithful Podcast. Subscribe to their channel because we are always going on all platforms. Support us as we bring you entertainment, as we bring you information. Please just return the fall, uh, return the love by supporting our channels and hitting the like button. Uh, you, it doesn't matter where you watch the live. But go to each of the channels and hit the like button because the like button allows us to go out there and YouTube to share our videos with other Niner fans so that we can grow. With that, anything going on on your channel, uh, Pete, uh, uh, until next Tuesday, what do you have going on? Uh, yeah, so I'm going to do a pregame uh, uh, before the before the game and then, a po- and then an instant reaction show like right after the game. So may, uh, tune in for that Niner Fanatic podcast. Uh, I'm on YouTube. I'm on Twitter or X, whatever you want to call it. I'm on Facebook. I'm anywhere where you can get your audio podcast. I don't care where you get it. Just get it. I love it. What? Okay, Brandon, uh, uh, put in your information. Next week, we're going to have everything in the description properly. But for today, for today, Brandon, what do you have going on and how can they get a hold of you? Uh, so I'm probably going to do a, a pregame show with the guys, uh, Christian and Dion. Um Sometime this week, I'm not sure. Probably after Thanksgiving, uh, or actually a post game show, I should say, not pre game because we play Thursday. But um, uh, we're also on YouTube, we're on X, we're on Facebook, TikTok, Instagram. Um, it's all spelled out for our football podcast. So you know, make sure you hit that like, subscribe button, and follow us on all platforms. We're also on audio too. You can find us on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts iHeartRadio, all the good stuff where you listen to your audio podcasts while you're in the car driving to work or going home, stuck in traffic, whatever, we're on there. So make sure you guys go follow that stuff. Awesome. Real quick, before we go, do you have about another two or three minutes, uh, Peter? Oh, yeah. Okay. Brandon, you're good? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Before we say goodnight... Uh, I'm going to be giving away another of all gas, no brakes patch to a lucky winner tonight as our way of saying thank you for being viewers on our podcast. Everyone, pick a number between 1 and 100. Everybody in the chat, uh, pick a number between 1 and 100 for the opportunity to win an all 
gas, no brakes patch tonight. So in the comments, real quick, let's make, try to make this as quickly as we can. Uh, put your, pick a number. Do not duplicate. Uh, Brandon, if you see a duplicate number, please let us know so they, they can pick up another number. But there's only like 13 right now, so it's going to be hard to duplicate. But pick a number between 1 and 100, and then we're going to pick the, the random number. If, you are the, if we pick your number or you're the closest to the number, You'll have an opportunity, you know, not an opportunity, you will win this patch tonight. That's our way of saying thank you for watching our channel. Uh, no numbers, nobody, should I change the patch? <laughs> um, any, any uh, okay, here we go, here they go, here we go. We got, we got 77, Laura, Daniel Cantu has 39. We got Ronnie, it says 13 for Brock. Uh, we got David with uh, uh, 57. Dre Greenlaw. We got the old Ronnie Lott, 42 from Dina. We got the Warner, uh, number 54 for Don. Anyone else? Anyone else? For this beautiful patch, uh, there's quite a few in here, uh, and there's only a few numbers. Um, anybody else? If not, one of these one, two, three, four, five, six people are going to have the opportunity to win this patch tonight, uh, and I will send it out to uh, first thing tomorrow. Uh, with once you provide me the information that I need uh, to get it out to you. One, two, all right. So it seems like there's just six of you. Good luck to all six of you. Um, let me see if this works. Um, Alexa. If not, I'll do it again. Hey, Alexa, pick a number. Hold on. Maybe I got to, if not, yeah. Let me try to see if it works. If not, we'll have you do it. Alexa, pick a number between 1 and 100. Good evening, NSP. Here's a number between 1 and 100. It's 25. 25. Do you guys hear that? 25 yep. is the lucky winner. So who uh, is closest to 25? Uh, it is th Rodney Brown. With 13. And look it. He won with the Brock Pretty number. I yeah. got to love it. I got to love it. <laughs> There you go, Ronnie. Hey, congratulations. Send, send, me an, send me an email, uh, Ronnie, to Niner Sickness Podcast. Oh, no, 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 no. Is it Niner Sickness Podcast? God. You know what? Pro, um, give yours, bro. I got to fix. I got I have so many uh, emails that some of them are not working. I got to fix that together. Give, give yours, Brandon, and you can pass it to me. All right, send it to foreverfaithful49 at gmail.com. And it's forever faithful with two eyes in faithful. All lowercase. So forever faithful uh, podcast. What's the number? 49. Okay, so forever faithful 49, 49 with two eyes uh, yep. at gmail. Make sure to send it Here, uh, to it, Brandon. I'll put it in the chat. Hold on. All right. 
this way you guys can do it and, and I'll be, I'll be more, we'll be more prepared next week um real quick as we're waiting for that Pete what are you doing for Thanksgiving my friend if you can share I mean okay. we eaten we all day all day <laughs> plain and simple and then, baby I love that answer yeah we eaten all day and then uh and then we eat and see chicken later on in the day like uh, I mean the, for I'll, dessert I'll mix right them up with my leftovers yeah I'll be having them with my leftovers. I and love it. Gonna, and then we're going to do a show uh, celebrating the victory after. There you go. I love you it. I love it. it. Uh, you sent it to me where? Uh, it's in the comment section. I don't. It hasn't popped up. But anyway, uh, Brandon, what are you doing for uh, Thanksgiving? Real quick. Uh, spending it with family, going to my grandparents on my dad's side in the afternoon, and then my aunts in the evening on my mom's side and watching the Niners uh, destroy the Seahawks. So, yeah. 49 at awesome. Two eyes for faithful? Yep. Two eyes for faithful. You know, and that's not how you spell it, right? I know, but there it was already taken. Okay, just making sure. So I put it on there. <laughs> Tell me if that's correct, uh, Brandon. Okay. Yep. Uh, it's I spell the F A I I F U L. You you forgot the T H, brother. T H T H. Forever Faith, faithful. Faith. You put faithful. <laughs> oh, it's well. That's the way you spell faithful. No. Yeah. I put two eyes and then, and it's T H. So you spell the faithful. Okay, you spell it different. Got it. Let me fix it real quick, guys. We'll get it together. Um, Here, let me try to real quick, then, and we'll call it a night because this is getting late, especially where uh, my boy Pete is from. He's two hours ahead of us, so and he has to be at work tomorrow. So I want to take consideration of his time. Brian Young, welcome for coming in, brother. Welcome, welcome. Hit that like button. Make sure to hit that like button on everybody's channel. Uh, let me fix it again real quick, and we'll get out of here uh, with a smile. Forever faith full. Forty-nine. There it is. I don't know how you sent it the first time, but I don't know either. I don't know what happened. Oh, wow. okay. Got it. There it is, guys. There it is. All right, guys. Thank you for tuning in. We took a little bit longer than usual. We go for an hour, not an hour and 20 minutes. My apologize to Pete because I do try to consider him. He's two hours ahead of me. Oh, no uh, and, and I do appreciate Pete a lot. Now we have Brandon joining the gang here on our channel. Make sure to follow us every Tuesday as we go live at 6.30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time to bring you football information to bring you entertainment we're going to be doing a lot of great things amongst us three we're going to do giveaways good night god bless enjoy your family for thanksgiving and let's kick the out of the seahawks come thursday until then we are out of here good night guys late Ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three. Zero.